Yo, what is up, guys? It's your boy, Gabe Womity, and I am here with the beautiful... Julia Rosillo. And today, we are back with another episode of Rated D for Diversity. And this time, we will actually be having two guest stars on today. Um, My best friend and cousin, Prince Sapeo. Hi, guys. And <laughs> Julia Rosillo's beautiful boyfriend, which he is actually currently not here right now, but we will be recording that segment later, and you guys will get to hear another portion of him. So I will probably reintroduce him later um, in the, the podcast, and you guys will hear that. But um, yeah, we're going to hop right into it. The first thing <laughs> we're going to talk about, once again, because this is the final week of our sports edition of Rated D for Diversity right now. But so the Super Bowl, oh my goodness, the uh, Eagles and the Chiefs. What did you guys uh, think of that game? Oh my gosh. The, the script was beautiful. The they, script they, was so beautiful. The script was beautiful. <laughs> they did Mahomes so well. Oh um, my goodness, no. Uh, no, no. You know, here's the funny thing. Here's the funny thing. So Julia and I, I don't know if you listened to the last one, Prince. Julia and I actually we we bet and we were like, you know, who who do we think's gonna win? I said Eagles and Julia said the Chiefs. And yeah. um it was funny, I went back and I listened to the podcast and I was like, Oh my gosh, I wish you would have voted with the Chiefs lobby and I bet she's oh, yeah. like so happy. How did you feel when you saw the Chiefs won? Um Julia? I was like, Well, here's the thing though, like of course I would want the Eagles to win because like my cowboys are out, so it's just like the Eagles. And so and but the reason why I picked the Chiefs is because if the Jaguars beat the Chiefs, the Jaguars would have possibly won the Super Bowl because they have that momentum. They're on a streak, they're on a, their longest streak, you know. Yeah. And if they beat the Chiefs, they would have taken the Super Bowl. But, you know, if the Chiefs, you know, beat the Jaguars, so, hypothetically, like, like, factually speaking, the Chiefs are going to be the one winning. That's that's what the script was written about, yeah, you know, the, the Chiefs. Was, the script was terrible because that last call at the end of the game was terrible. I don't care that, um, I already forgot his name, I admitted that it was holding. I do not care. Like, Personally, I just wish that, like, he would have just got the touchdown and then Eagles would have got it back and, you know, the game would have been different. The game would have definitely ended differently, personally, in my opinion. It was a very close game, too. It was a very close game. And I made money off of it. (laughs) Wow. They started selling it at the end, No, everybody. No, like, I did you see the parlays? Did you, like, did you see the parlays? I don't know if you did. Oh, yeah, no. Everybody Everybody was gaining something. Yeah. Like Julia. The only way you did not get something is if you really like, if you said Mahomes is gonna throw over two fifty. <laughs> yeah, that was probably. Well, I think I did bet on that actually, and um, uh, did I get that? Wait, didn't he? He didn't throw over two fifty. I think it was like what one eighty four or something like that. I thought he barely got the two, bro. No, I don't even remember. I genuinely don't remember. I mean, I didn't really watch that. I was just there for Rihanna. And her big forehead. I was watching it. I was like looking at it through the ESPN app. Like I I watched like the first and second half. Yeah. But the rest of it, I was just like, I'm just going to watch a movie. (laughs) Because I know the the Chiefs are going to win. But I'll just keep track of it on my sports app. And And I saw that he like ran, like Patrick Mahomes ran like so long. 
Like, he ran some yards. Hey, he was running some yards before halftime, and then he got tackled, and then he popped some Burks. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he popped some Burks after that, and in second half, he came out just, yep, I'm cool. Let's, let's get right back to it. I don't know if you guys saw the memes on, like, Instagram or Twitter. It was literally, like, Pat Mahomes after popping Burks in the... After the, the the halftime show, <laughs> and I was like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, was it busy at your your store, Julia? Um, it was it busy, dude. Apparently, like it was. I did not work the weekend, thank God. Oh, really? But, you got it off? Yeah, I got it off. <laughs> oh, you said you were working that day. That's the reason why. <laughs> well, I thought, but then I checked my schedule. It's just like, oh God, bless. I'm not working the weekend. But I worked the Valentine's Day, though. I mean, there was a lot on Valentine's Day, but, like, not as much as I remembered, like, from last year. But mm-hmm. it was apparently crazy. It was crazy. Yeah, Valentine's Day. Prince, what did you do for Valentine's Day? Um, <laughs> uh, what did I do? Work. You work. <laughs> you know, the, what the, the common man does on, on Valentine's Day when they're single, work. He works. Damn. Yeah. That's tough. That's tough. <laughs> you said it's tough. I mean, like, I that's enjoyed tough. it. That's like, crazy. I woke. I, I got myself a nice little meal. You know, yeah. went to work. Get my yeah, treat yourself. Treat yeah, yourself. Like, I, I don't have to spend money on somebody no, else. Honestly, like, I don't have to spend money in general. <laughs> yeah, no. Like, I, I feel like Valentine's Day is, is dumb. I feel it like is Valentine's Day if you with the right person. Exactly, it's a corporate holiday. They're selling, they're Uh-oh. selling love, bro. That's something that you're supposed to be celebrating. How on does one sell love? They sell what? Love? Yeah. I don't know. Capitalism. Yeah, literally, <laughs> you put you put a price tag on a, it. You put a price on what love can be represented. I mean, by. if you really think about it, though, Valentine's Day. If we remove Valentine's Day, right, and like, uh-huh. okay, I don't know the the, the history of Valentine's of- Day, and now I kind of want to be like, I'm curious. So I Saint might end Valentine. up studying this for the next like two weeks, but um, Saint <laughs> Valentine, bro. Okay, no, but I'm talking about like the corporate aspect of it. So it's like this: if you really do, like, if you really think about it, let's say for example we had a different day called um, Mahedral Day. I don't even know, like Mahedral Day, right? And that day you are so supposed to like celebrate like all relationships and love not like valentine's day but like a different type right like it whether it's for your kids whether it's for your like animal or whatever it's like mahedral day and if you really think about it bro you could profit off so like stores would profit off that day so much because people would be going out and buying gifts for mahedral day and then you know like it's the same idea for valentine's day except realistically i mean yeah personally i like i don't know I don't know where I'm going with this. <laughs> I don't remember where I was going with this. Um, yeah. Love, love. Yeah, love is. He's. Oh yeah, because you asked the question, how do you sell love? Yeah. So you put a price tag on it, and you're like, you know, well, even though this is a day to celebrate or whatever, um, you can come get gifts and even no, make it better. Boom, selling love. It's just you sell things that can be like represented with love. I don't, bro. It's just like I don't know. That's stupid though. Like, come on now. Like every day though. Like, on one specific uh-huh. day, if you don't give that person flowers or something like that, they're really mad at you. When you can do <laughs> right. that every other day. <laughs> Julia's like, I don't care. Day, bro, like, on that one specific day, if I was to not give that person flowers or just, like, happy Valentine's Day, bro, the world ends. Because everybody just wants to post what they got. Yeah. Just, like, post their 
their love and like stop. Look, I mean, I don't mind that. Like, <laughs> it's like bragging rights in a sense. Yeah, no, it's, for sure you get bragging rights. It's like, yeah. you know, it's Valentine's Day. Like, oh my God, it's like, you don't take into account of the aspect like he got something really sweet or nice from your like partner. But it's the fact that you like, oh my God, guys, look at what my boyfriend got. It's basically like, garn- like garnering like, um, like media clout of some sort. Yeah. Like, it's not a, it doesn't feel genuine anymore and it's just like i i mean to be fair i didn't even i didn't even post that much on like my valentine i didn't even post anything on valentine's day i just mm-hmm. like you know only one post but then i never like really like kind of like put it on blast because just the fact that like i feel like i just want to cherish this day genuinely and have this moment to me and my partner yeah. And then I'll just like post about it like the next day or so. Yeah. Because I just want to just make this day it's this day of love and you're supposed to celebrate it like intimately with the person that you wanna spend it with. But people nowadays online they just wanna use media to just like brag. It's not about like uh, the appreciation anymore, it's just a bragging thing. Like I got this, oh my god, I got that type deal. Yeah, um, <laughs> Makes me sound terrible, but uh, yeah, to I get I, I mean, to an extent, yeah, I know, like, I agree with you in some aspects, I don't fully agree with you, but I agree with you in some aspects. Um, yeah, I don't know, I like, I, I didn't really care much about like the social media part of it personally. Like, I did do something like I guess big quote unquote for my girlfriend this year, and I did mm-hmm. post it to Snapchat and everything like that. But primarily when I do post stuff to, like, my story, it's also so that way, like, the memories can save. And, like, I don't know. But, like, it's for me to look back on. But uh, I also do sometimes kind of like seeing what other people did for Valentine's Day. Because then it's like, it also gives you ideas, you know, um, to say. But, like, men are stupid. But, like, it's, we we don't know everything. But, like, some guys have some. I'm Okay, I will speak for myself. But, like, you know, like, there are certain things that um we we fail to 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 recognize and there are certain things that we could do better at for like creating um i guess like a special day for our our, our girlfriend i'm not saying all men are stupid actually but like some of us we're dumb like i i know i definitely had a dumb moment last year when my girlfriend was like we're not doing anything for valentine's day and i was like all right bet. and then <laughs> and then literally um, it was the day of the Super Bowl, and she, like, comes downstairs with, like, a bag, and, it, like, has gifts, and she's like, happy Valentine's Day, and I'm like, bruh, I didn't get you nothing. <laughs> I didn't get you nothing, yeah. oh, Lord. Yeah, like, say, I wouldn't say dumb. I'd say oblivious, in a yeah, sense. Yeah, when they say not to, you're supposed to, bro. You can't no, take them literally, bro. Bro, terrible. <laughs> You're the last person to talk. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Yeah, yeah. So Valentine's Day was it was interesting. Um yeah. Yeah. Guys, yeah. we are now jumping into an ad. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> we're not jumping into an ad. This is every <laughs> podcast though. Um so last week, um actually two weeks ago, I keep forgetting it's two weeks ago. Um Julia and I talked about your ex boyfriend, correct? If I'm yep. correct. And mm-hmm. um so this is funny because we're going from love to dark and this is about mental health and mental awareness so we're gonna kind of be a little more vulnerable here in this segment and um just gotta bear with us guys uh 
Um, <laughs> so, actually, okay, I'm sorry. So, Julia, basically, um, you told me that your ex passed away. Yes. And um, are you okay with sharing the whole entire story and kind of like, I guess like the, the ideas, because I do remember like when we did start this podcast, you were with him. And yes. he is no longer here. No. Um, so if you would like to, I guess, like elaborate on there, because I was actually really kind of curious about like what happened and everything, because you went to a funeral and I remember I was like, yeah, what the heck was going on with the, <laughs> the Snapchat stuff? But by all <laughs> means, like, go ahead and explain that um, for everybody to, to understand. Damn, I really did not know where to start because it's just like, um, I mean, of course it definitely started when I left him because I did leave him in a very vulnerable spot. But it was the part that I tried to help him. Not just because I was his girlfriend at the time, but like, I also care about this person because he is somebody's son. He was somebody's like, gaming buddy. He was somebody's best friend. You know? And he was somebody's brother. And I... The type of person who wants to be there for that person. I want them to... I want to see them flourish. And... There were times where I just, like, would be sitting in Discord calls with him, FaceTime calls, texting him, you know. I would, like, give up what I have to do just to, like, help him. And I knew he was ill, but his, like, toxicness kind of, like, co-aligned with his mental illness, his mental, you know, stability. And, like, it's kind of hard to, like, you know, fizzle those things out. And so I left him... And I didn't know what happened to him after that. I just distanced myself from that. I just blocked him. I just, like, did not pay any mind to it. But then, you know, several months later, I'm, like, minding my own business. I'm now in, like, in a happy relationship, happy, healthy relationship with, like, my boyfriend now. I get a text from one of my best friends um, on a Thursday night. And, hey, I need to talk to you about something. And it's something, something bad happened. And in my head, I was just like, what could possibly be that's, like, bad that he would say that? And I thought that he was going to be moving, my best friend was going to be moving to a different state to work, which is fine. We already talked about that. But then, apparently, it wasn't about him. It wasn't about his girlfriend. It was about somebody else. And I couldn't think about anything until the next day. Everyone was giving me just like subliminal messages about all sorts of things. Like, my best friend was telling me, like, hey, what's your favorite snack? I'm gonna buy you this. And like, he never has done, I mean, he has done that, but like, not in this degree. And my boyfriend was giving me subliminal messages about like, do you ever think about the people you've dated in the past? Do you ever want to have any bad blood with people? Do you wish death upon people? And of course, I also do think about like how are my, you know, the people that I've been with are. I hope they're doing well. And like, I don't wish death I want upon people. I wish like, you know, just for the best of them. Yeah. Especially for like my ex that I left previously. And he was giving me subliminal messages of some sort but like the one thing that kind of just like 
led me to like thinking, oh, something happened to my ex, mm -hmm. my previous ex. Because my boyfriend talked about like, do you, you know, mm -hmm. have any thoughts about him in this regard? And that's where I was just like, oh, I'm going to do what every girl is good at. Snooping at other people's accounts, stalking and whatnot. Yeah. And so I well, went to <laughs> my ex girl my ex girl like my ex's like girlfriend's account. Yeah. And I saw in her bio there was a white dove next to uh, my ex boyfriend's name. Yeah. And I was just like and I like, you know, like didn't pay any mind to it, but like in the top of my head, I was just like being in denial. Yeah. I didn't want to think that he actually died or whatnot. Yeah. I thought there was happened an accident or something. Cause he was a reckless driver yeah. when I was with him, mm -hmm. and then my boyfriend called me back because he was talking to a friend, and during that time he was talking to him about like you know would you ever be sad like he was talking to his best friend at the time and he was like. Would you ever be sad if this girl that you're once very close with died? Mm -hmm. And his best friend said, yes, I would be. Because he was trying to like, in his position, like, I, you know, admire my boyfriend for how he like was comforting me over my ex's death. Yeah. And it's just like, you know, some guys would be like a little bit like, you know, just weirded out by the concept of it, but like, I guess he understood that I've also like shared, like, a good bit of my life with this person. Yeah. And when I found out, I knew it, but I was just in denial. And like, my boyfriend got a text message from one of my friends because I was texting her that maybe I think Hudson, my ex, died. Mm -hmm. And my boyfriend sat me down in his room, and he was like. Your boyfriend passed, your ex-boyfriend, sorry. Your ex-boyfriend passed away. Hudson died. He committed suicide. Yeah. And my world, a part of me just like shattered because it was not the fact that he was like my boyfriend at the time, mm -hmm. but it was the fact that like I knew what he was going through. I really tried my best to really understand what he was going through and i tried to be there as much as i can i tried to talk to his friends even before i like in, like even after i broke up with my ex i told him like hey just please be there for him like i don't want nothing i don't want anything bad happen to him just be there for him and my you know my friends set up like this whole like you know meeting at like a restaurant that I wanted to go to and they just like comforted me and for the rest of the days I was just like numb I was just like I didn't know like a part of me felt guilty because yeah. like of course I left him in a very vulnerable spot and at the same time too like I also had to think for myself for once because I've been putting this person like you know first mm -hmm. rather than myself and so my mental health was also declining and i needed to get out of there before something bad happens to me and you know the days go by i messaged his mom i was like hey i'm sorry for your loss like i heard the news and 
you know, his mom was like, hey, um, thank you so much, Julia. If you want to come to his funeral, because I know you've loved him for so long, um, <clears throat> you're invited. And I went, and my dad was there too. My dad never met his parents, and he finally met his parents at the funeral. And my dad was also sad. He was crying as well too. My best friend, my boyfriend, and my like my other best friend from Gainesville, like she, they all came down to support me, and at, I also was trying to like plan some sort of thing with his best friends online too, and they couldn't make it. So what I had to do is I had to like call them on a snap group, a group chat on Snapchat, so they could hear the sermon, and I was video calling them, and as I walked to the, the the grave I could not like fathom what I was looking at this was not something I expected in my life that I would have to experience and I was experiencing it with my dad yeah. with my boyfriend on my side and my best friends on my side and I'm just looking down at this gravesite with his name plastered on the gravestone and I was just like fuck and I was also holding my phone, video calling with all of his best friends on this video call. And I don't know what they were saying or like thinking, but I'm sure they were a mess because they've known this person for years, a lot longer than I do. And I also like saw his girlfriend there and you know, I gave her a hug, I, you know, told her my condolences and whatnot. And like she was wearing this weather that I once wore when I was in, you know, a relationship with him. And in, it scared me in a sense because I could have been in her situation. And now, like, it's like, I'm scared because of this situation happening. I wouldn't want that to happen to my boyfriend now. I wouldn't have want to happen to, like, any of my guy friends or anybody in general in my friend group to go through the same situation that my ex went through. And I was also there for him as much as I could be. But he wasn't... You know, like, he needed help. He needed serious help. There's so much I could do to, for this person, but yeah. he did not have the, the strength to carry on by, by himself. And... With this situation, like, my dad finally took mental health more seriously. Um, you know, I'm I'm more mindful about, like, the things are happening more in my friend group and whatnot. Or, like, any, like, people in general. Like, it scares me because I wouldn't want to want them to go through the same situation that my ex went through. Yeah. And so, just in this rut where it's just, like... This is a very big thing that happened, and I'm just, like, moving on with my life as if it did not happen. I don't I don't think you're necessarily moving on with your life as if it didn't happen, because you clearly have acknowledged it. Um, but, I mean, I, I can't really imagine what that, like, feels like to, like, even, like, to know. It's different, like, you know, like, when you, you, I don't know how to explain it. I don't, I haven't really lost any family members that were, like, sincerely close to me, nor, like, 
really, really, really close friends. Um, right. Like, and I, I haven't lost, like, somebody and everything like that. So for me to even, it, it's hard for me to, like, put myself in those shoes and be like, oh, like, I get what you mean or whatever because that hasn't happened that, like, by, like, me being older and everything. But right. it definitely, it definitely is, it's a lot. I know that. And um, I don't know. It it's, takes time. It's like a process, bro. Anything. Yeah. Like, it won't hit you all at once. It's more like one day you might, like, as you said, you, you couldn't, like, really imagine him gone. Like, that was just, like, the state of denial. And then, like, you move on to a point where you're just, like, you might feel like a bum rush of just like sadness and like confusion of like why or, or whatnot. Yeah. And, I don't know. It's just, it's a lot. It's like not everything will hit you all at once. It, it might take time. It's like, like stages of grief, bro. Because I had on what, what, Wednesday? Yesterday, I found out one of the, my friends passed in a motorcycle accident mm. and it's just like i literally just hung out with the dude like three weeks ago like we were all at my friend's house i dapped him up like and i can feel like when i found out it's like i could feel his whole like hand like as soon as i dapped him up i just felt it and it's just like dang he's really not even here anymore and it's like i'm i'm still not even like fully processing everything i'm just kind of like yeah like wow but every time i like see like a post or anything like that i'm just like uh even you saying that it kind of gives me chills it just i don't know it's just so bro it's so fucking sad like oh it's so sad it really is and it's like i had a i mean i'm in the same situation as you two prince because like um i'm oh i had a friend too that passed away like um you know, like, um, just out of the blue, like, I just hung out with her, like, three days or two days ago before she passed, and we were planning this birthday party for her. We were gonna go to, like, um, a drag queen show, like, restaurant, and I was, like, doing her makeup, we were watching YouTube videos, I was taking, like, pictures of her in my backyard, like, you know, for her Tinder profile, and I updated her Tinder profile as well. And, like, the last time I saw her was in my house. Yeah. And two days later, she was gone. gone. And I found out when I was, like, walking to my classes. And I was like, I can't go to class. I need to be with my actual, like, you know, the teacher that I always go to. And with my ex, the last time I saw him was when he was out there in front of my door. And, you know, I was giving him his things back. And the last thing that he said was... Well, see you later. Like, that's the only thing they said to me in my face, in person. And <clears throat> even, like, he tried Discord calling me, and mm -hmm. he was like, you know, don't, um, like, don't leave me, you know. I I miss you type deal. And yeah. I, at this stage, I was just, just over. I wasn't expecting it to be, like, his life to be over. To be over, yeah. So it's just... It's like my house is just like you know a reminder of the people that I once like hung out with. They're gone now. I think it was, I don't know. It's just so it's just so sad thinking about stuff like that. And like, 
I don't I've I've always had this weird weird like fantasy not fantasy I don't think fantasy is the right word I, I've always had this this weird concept um of of death and it's just like you know like when you die everything's everything's blank like I don't you, you know you're not gonna be able to think you're not gonna be able to speak you're not gonna like you're, it, 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 that's it like that's it and obviously depending on you know religion and everything like that and like what you believe in you can believe in whatever you want to believe in but just the idea that one moment you can go from you know being somebody that has a life and the next minute to not is just so insane to me it's crazy and you know i've thought about that like numerous times in the past prior like i mean primarily when i was like depressed and everything um just the idea of being like okay like when when i die and um you know i'm not here no more like what are my friends gonna say like what are they gonna think like what what's gonna happen when everyone goes through my stuff what are they gonna see what are they gonna what are they gonna think what are they gonna you know do and all this other whatnot and it's like what what will my what the what will the presence feel like when I'm gone? And I've always had that thought, and not just about myself too, but like about those that I also care about. Like I mean, you know, I I don't know. It's just so from going from one person, like being able to see somebody physically in front of you one minute, and then the next minute they disappeared. It's it's terrible. It's terrible, and especially if you've had a close bond with them. And I, it's just kind of like a, a constant reminder, just be like, you know, hey, like show some love to to whomever's in front of you, because you never know. Um, you never know they're when not. they're there. Yeah. When their last day is. But obviously it's not easy to do that. Like, let's be pragmatic about it. Like let's it's it's serious. Let's seriously say it's not going to be easy to do that, because at the end of the day, you know, that feeling of feeling so solemn is only temporary and and then next thing you know like it's back to normal like that guy that you you don't like at work well okay well maybe you know he might die tomorrow but at the same time you're not thinking of that at that moment right. until something happens you know we're we're not going to be perfect but you know it is it is i don't know yeah. and then like with my situation like with my boyfriend he talks to me about his um like, his mental health and everything. And, like, mm -hmm. he has a pretty, like, you know, like, crappy life, too. Like, father has been basically absent, you know. Mm. He and his mom and his sister are just, like, together. And, like, you know, as he grew up, like, he had things that he never really got to learn from what a father would teach him. You know, he had to go through his own. You know, he had some very serious things that happened to him and, like, Later on, like, he tried to go to therapy, and, like, he tried to actually get help, but, you know, like, him and his sister were seeing the same therapist, but the therapist was choosing sides. Like, the therapist was choosing more on oh. his side rather than his side, because it's just, like, you know, you're a guy. Yeah. You have more, like, you need to man up. You need to not be crying. You're not a baby. You need to supply things for the family. You cannot be vulnerable. You cannot be emotional. You're not allowed to be emotional. And that's what, like, this toxic concept about it is with, like, 
our society now about what like it is upheld for the men's standard now like you cannot be this you cannot be that you're not allowed to be this you're not allowed to be that but we women we're allowed to apparently and it's just like they are also people too who are suffering some you know a lot like something more than us like we we talk about it every single time but guys they're so I mean, like, again, I'm not a guy, but, like, I'm just, like, more so, like, seeing it from, like, the perspective of the, the guys in my life around me. They always go through it alone. Like, my best friend, whenever he goes through things alone, he shuts himself out for months. And then he comes back. He'll be like, hey, I'm back now mm. for my, depre like my depression modes. With my ex, he would just say, you know, I'm fine, leave me alone. And, or like, what my, you know, I mean, he doesn't do it, but at the time, he just, whatever he deal, whatever he deals with, he just, you know, he just says I'm fine. Deals with it on his own. And it's the fact that, like, we are, like, you know, pushing away guys trying to, like, come out of their shell about how they feel, and they just get immediately shut down for it. What? Oh, unfortunately, yeah. I mean, Brent, you wanna you wanna elaborate? Oh, on? oh, because uh, mm. I know I feel like you can you have a lot to say on that. But she, as soon as she said everything, I was just like, man, he's living my life. We are living the same life. Oh gosh. Um, I mean. I agree. Like I don't, I don't really even know what to say or where to start of, of saying anything. I'm just, yeah, yeah. I, I don't know, like sometimes it, nowadays. Like I guess with me, I try to break out myself consultant with all my other friends. Like not my other friends, but like Gabe and all my guy friends that would understand or that would at least like get how it may feel to you know, be a little nervous to talk about whatever is going on in your life, at least, like, emotion-wise. Yeah. Right. Well, oof. I don't know, man. I'm, it's just, uh... I, I'm gonna try not to go on a tangent about this, but here's the thing. I, I mean, let's, let's, let's spit some facts real quick. You know, most people think it's not okay for men to not cry, including certain men as well. I'm not saying women, but, like, some men think that if you show any emotion, like, that automatically makes you a bitch or that makes you, like, pathetic and everything like that. So then, Sweet. like, you know, most so people, yeah, most men will then end up hiding that, that I like, that, that they'll put a facade on and everything like that. Personally, me too, Um, I personally do not like to show emotion, but then again i cannot help it so it just ends up coming out regardless like it is what it is at the end of the day but right. like i know that um for example and uh unfortunately this is the truth like okay so i have bad anxiety um i didn't i i haven't i've been i i'd probably say like i've had bad bad anxiety since like 2018 and i didn't realize this um a lot of that built up off of like the feeling of being wanted and um, I, I was not receiving that back then and 
I was anxious about, you know, breaking, losing, losing somebody and like um, getting my heart broken and everything like that. So a lot of my anxiety, I guess, kind of like built off of that. Like I've had anxiety like prior, but like when I started to recognize it was 2018. So moving forward, um, one thing that sucks with being um, with having anxiety is just like the feeling, the feelings that I get, they're just really unexplainable. Like I don't I don't really know how to describe them like my my heart feels like it's being crushed constantly or um I feel like I can't eat um like it'll feel like I I want to throw up my hands get cold they get numb and my brain is like constantly constantly like rolling over and rolling over and this is terrible but at this moment that we're even recording this like my anxiety has been bad for like the past week I don't I don't exactly know why um I can't pinpoint it um, and that's the problem sometimes because my brain will try to also, I guess, like fill in the empty gap of uh, of of the anxiety. Like it'll be like, OK, so you're anxious, but there it'll be no reason. Like I do not have a reason. Absolutely. Like no reason whatsoever. But it'll try and find a reason. So it'll be like, oh, you've done this or you've done that. And I'm like, but I but I didn't do anything like I. It, it's kind of like I'm talking to a person and like the feeling that I have right now, it's as if I like I'm guilty of like murdering somebody or if I like cheated on a test or like cheated on my girlfriend or like I hurt my family or something like that. Like that's that like that that feeling. I don't know if that's like one of the best ways to describe it, but like it, it feels as if I did something really, really bad, even though I haven't done a single thing. And it just like holds on to like it takes a grasp on my heart and it right. hurts. And like I wake up in fear and it's terrible and it's it's sad because it's like, oh, like, what do you do about that? Go to therapy. OK, yeah, you go to therapy, you get better and then you end up um, just like not worrying about it. And then like after that, like the cycle repeats. I haven't had this type of bad. Uh, I, I feel like my anxiety has not been this bad since 2021. But um, I the, the thing that sucks on my end is like, for example, like I can't talk to my parents about being anxious Um primarily because like I love them to death and everything like that but um I don't okay I I love them to death and everything like that but then they bring in like religion and I'm like yes like I understand like yes like I'll pray and it'll go away don't get me wrong I'm like 100% for it but there are moments that I'm just like dude like how long do I have to wait and sustain this pain before it actually disappears and I'm like god like please get me out of this. Like, please actually have, like, get me out of this. And it sucks because sometimes it just like, you know, like if I try to talk to my parents about that, they don't also look at it like on a world level. They immediately think about it on like a spiritual level. And I'm like, I get that. But like right now what I'm dealing with is kind of worldly and I'm trying to get rid of it worldly, even though I understand how to get uh, uh, rid of it, quote unquote, spiritually. So it's, it's one of the things that it's just like, they they don't recognize that and i mean i i don't know if this necessarily like identifies like with the idea of like okay like men and mental health but like just like mental health in general i mean for me like me as a guy like the struggle oh like men shouldn't you you shouldn't i shouldn't be sad i shouldn't be anxious like you shouldn't cry you shouldn't worry like you you're supposed to be strong and everything like that but i'm like dude like no like i'm tired like i just want to like lay in my bed and cry all day bro like like just let me do that like 
And if you can't do that, then you start getting mad. Yeah, and then, for like, real. It, like translates to other stuff, and then you start taking down other people, or just like, like be the energy that you like bring with whoever you're going. You start feeling that shit. It's terrible. <laughs> and it's this constant question of like, well, what's making you mad? Like, what's making you angry? And it's like, I don't know. I like, I absolutely don't know. Like, I'm trying to figure that out. Well, why can't you figure it out? Like, if I could figure it out, I would tell you. I would tell you. But I, I don't know how to do that. And it sucks because you're like, I'm getting constant. I'm not saying this is <laughs> happening now, but it's like you get this constant question because people are trying to help you. But then it's just like, I, I don't know what to do. Like, I don't know what to do. And I know it gets frustrating on both ends because your friends also want to be there for you or like whoever else is, wants to be there for you. But it's just like, dude, like, I don't even know how to deal with it. And I'm like, whoever, like, I, I made a snap yesterday. um, And uh, I was like, if if uh anxiety was a person, I would beat the hell out of them. Like, I genuinely would. And it's the realest thing. Like, I, I don't know who created anxiety, but like, bro, Hey man, Ivy, it it's terrible, and it's 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 so annoying. Oh my gosh, it's it's bad. It's very very bad. And um, terrible. Yeah, it's I don't know. Anxiety and depression itself, mental health. Uh, honestly, I sometimes like genuinely wish the resources that we quote unquote have for people. Um, it was it would it'd be more accessible. Um, right and and not so costly i know like there are some things that aren't costly and like depending on if you have insurance or not and everything like that but like um you know one thing that i've been looking for for a long time now is like um group intervention quote unquote like intervention i don't know if it's like intervention is the word the, the right word for it but like group therapy meetings where you can like sit in like not even a zoom like i'd rather do this in person but like sit in a circle or sit in a room with a bunch of like people that AA. i don't know and yeah yeah kind of like an aa you know like and and literally be like hey like i i, I want to talk about the stuff that i'm doing at with uh in my mind and like you know these are a bunch of people that are having problems and i don't know there's something about that that just makes me feel a little like comforted yeah comfort literally, literally like more safe and more comforted and just yeah just sucks just like i don't like to struggle and i don't like seeing like my people my friends struggle but sometimes i'm just like dude i'm so helpless i can't even help you like i don't know what to do yeah and like right now it's just like and i can't really afford therapy and all that and so like i have to like with the situation i'm in right now like i've gone through like two very young people dying in such tragic ways like you know one was like through natural causes and the other one is like through like suicide and it's just like and i was like in the span of the five years like i don't know how i'm managing it i have not even gone through therapy and like also like in my cultural aspect it's just like therapy is taboo it's like if you're sad oh just just you know take a nap it's yeah. always on your phone you know yeah. there's always some sort of like reasoning like some bs reasoning to why you're sad and it's just like that's not it i'm actually sad because like this happened i'm also sad because i'm having a lot of stress right now and i feel like i have no support and 
I'm stressed because I'm like, or I'm depressed. It's because of just like, there are a lot of people saying really mean things to me. And I'm just one person combating like multiple people. Mm -hmm. And it's just like the fact that like, there's, you gotta like really, and this is the part where you really have to like, have that strong mindset in your head that I have to be better. Like, you know, you cannot let them win, you know, you cannot let the thoughts win. You have to, you know, defeat them. Yeah. Because if you don't, you're just gonna join them and you're gonna be like one of the rest. And, you know, you have to like really strive to be better in order to be better. You know, don't let it consume you. And it may be hard right now, but like, there are some things in life that are worth waiting for and worth being alive for. And mm -hmm. ending it now is not, you know, it's not the answer. Yeah. And that's probably the last thing I'll say about that. Yeah. Um, yeah, thank you. Thanks, Joe. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, <laughs> we just, we were so, this has been a, a very sad sad podcast hopefully when we transition into julia's boyfriend's um that stuff will be <laughs> more happier a little more cheerful um or we could actually potentially just make this a two-parter genuinely um, yeah because i was like this one is yeah we i might just do two parts and like release them on the same day because so far this is actually 45 minutes um we've been we've been recording for 45 minutes so this is part one um uh do want to quickly say actually before we end part one um first off prince is here and um over the past 10 months prince me and um my friend taylor we have kind of been constructing um a music video for one of prince's songs that he released on july 15th of 2021 called a song for you and um, a song for you is available on apple music spotify and all other streaming platforms and um, we recently just completed the music video, which I actually just finished editing today. And that will be up um, February 24th. Um, do you remember what time, Prince, I said it was going up, actually? Uh, uh, mm. What time did I say? Mm. Oh, oh at 12 p.m. 12 p.m., actually. Yeah, so next Friday. Me. Yeah, so next Friday, um, guys, February 24th. If you make it to the end then you're going to know this February 24th, 12 o'clock Eastern standard time, um, on my YouTube channel, Gabe Omati, um, and, uh, a music video for the music video for a song for you will be released releasing. So hopefully you guys can join us for that. And, um, yeah, we're really excited. Um, I think it was fun. Um, yeah. So anything, uh, anything else that you guys would like to say before we end part one and, uh, before we go into part two. So if you guys are, awesome you're gonna join us in part two for of this this uh podcast but um anything else that you guys would like to say julia prince before we um, end part one i'd say like hey if you guys are going through some things like don't be afraid to reach out to people that actually care about you mm -hmm. like there's gonna be somebody out there that is willing to help and willing to like be there for you there's mm -hmm. also some you know, hotlines that you can call if you feel alone and you actually want some professional to talk to you. There are some lines that you could, like, contact and, you know, just, it's not the end. There's mm -hmm. always going to be, you know, a brighter side 
of the rainbow. I think that's the saying. <laughs> yeah, no. Grass is always greener on the other side. Yeah. Ooh. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> All right. So <laughs> grass is greener on the other side. And like Julia said, thank you guys. <laughs> I can't be serious. All right. Thank you guys again um, for joining us on part one of this crazy podcast. Um, this one, I think it's, I don't even know what I'm going to title this one, but part one is now coming to a conclusion. Thank you, Prince, for joining us today, even though it's yeah. so funny. I tried to, it was so funny before we even hopped on this. I was like, you want to hop on the podcast? He's like, no, bro, I got stuff to do. No, I got stuff to do. I call you. He's like, you know what? Add me to the Discord call. <laughs> And now yeah, we're really thinking about it. I'm like, dang, I really had stuff to do, bro. Yeah. <laughs> well, thanks for uh, letting us take up 49 minutes of your time. So, um, yeah. So it's been your boy Gabe, and this is your girl Julia, and this is rated D for diversity. End of part D for one. Diversity. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and we'll see you in part two. Ka ciao. Ka ciao. Good sugar. <laughs>